Father, may we pray along with David with Psalm chapter 3. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help in God, Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people, Selah. In Jesus' name, amen. I first would like to start off with a prayer request for my wife. My wife, who is a public elementary school teacher, she's asking for prayer for a fellow teacher whose name is Kathy, and to please pray for all of our teachers, especially our Christian teachers that are in public schools who are ministering to our next generation. And these children include those who are fatherless. And you can imagine all of the situations that flow from these scenarios. So we ask that you pray for these teachers and these children. Now, as we begin the third chapter of Genesis, I have a question. And that is, why is Satan so subtle? I'll tell you why. Because he quotes scripture. However, he does not quote scripture in the context of truth. He cherry picks it in order to deceive. He changes it just enough to become the lure that lures the fish into asking the question, Did God say? Which brings us to the title of today's episode, number three, Did God Say? Genesis 3, 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Question mark. Now, yesterday was January 2nd, 2023. And... I noticed that Please God was trending on Twitter. Now, of course, this caught my attention when there's so much ungodliness trending on Twitter or nothing that has to do with God. And ironically, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the NFL that we talked about on day one that was trending in most of the spots. Oh, but by the way, I didn't look up Gangsta Boo and my son was listening to episode number one with my wife and he looked it up and it was someone who passed away so with this knowledge I would like to add to that episode that may God's peace and saving knowledge be with that family during this time and this is respect that ought to be given to other image bearers of God which I had posted in a recent video entitled image bearer respect we ought to respect our fellow image bearers of God. We ought to love our neighbors as ourselves. Anyways, I had clicked on this, this trend that said, please God, that 
caught my attention and I wanted to see why this short prayer was trending. Now, the prayer happened to be for an NFL player, football player, by the name of DeMar Hamlin. He had collapsed immediately after completing a tackle and play during a game between the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals on January 2nd of 2023. The Daily Caller had posted a tweet and says, Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin is in critical condition after going into cardiac arrest on the field roughly halfway through the first quarter of Monday's night's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field. And I had this tweet embedded in the article format which is entitled Day 3 on Gospill.com. Now, as soon as I came across this, I knew that we are to pray. But sometimes we ask ourselves, should we actually take the time to pray for a man that we do not know just because he's trending on a social media platform? Now, in order to answer this question, we must know how the Word of God, in context, answers this question, not partly, not the half-truths of Satan, but how does the Word of God answer this question? Because otherwise, the devil will spin his lies and say, did God say? God said in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of things be made for all men. Then say some men. It says all men. So here's our answer. We are to pray for all men as we have the opportunity. Therefore, I prayed for this man, this football player, because it was brought to my attention. I was given the opportunity. And when such opportunity arises, I believe that you and I should pray for a fellow image bearer of God. Regardless if you follow the sport or not, because I do not. But yet God led me to pray, and I prayed, Father, I do not know who DeMar Hamlin is, but you do, and I know he's a fellow image bearer of yours. Therefore, I humbly bring him and his family before your throne during this time. Your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. I simply prayed, my friends, that the Lord's will would be done. Not my will, nor the will of the football fans, nor the will of the family, NFL, or anyone else but God's will. Why? Because regardless of the outcome in this case, when we pray for God's will to be done, God will be praised. And sometimes we will rejoice in the accomplishment of the will of God with tears, and sometimes we will rejoice with shouting as we read today in Ezra chapter 3 and verse 13, so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout, and the noise was heard afar off. This is shouting, and this is praise that the devil attempts to steal with his subtlety. Didn't God say that if you ask anything in his name, that he will give it to you? And then the devil will even quote John 16, 23. In that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask 
the Father in my name, he will give it you. It's here that we see that, that Satan cherry-picks the scripture. He conveniently leaves out the part that says, Thy will be done. The same example that the Lord had, had shown us in Matthew chapter 26. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass for me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. The devil leaves this part out, but Jesus does not. As he leads by example. And how to pray. Jesus not only prayed once in this manner, he prayed a second time for this very thing as he sought the Father to deliver him from the cup of death that he was born to drink from. In verse 42, he went away the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. I had posted that video that I mentioned concerning image bearer respect few hours before this NFL incident that has made the news headlines. Now, I did not know that I would be praying for the life of a fellow image bearer of God that collapsed suddenly on a football field when I recorded that video. You can find that video on gospel.com. Image bearer respect. And it's here that we see through our study today, that we know that God wants us to pray for all men. This includes all image bearers of God. We are commanded to pray for one another despite our physical, emotional, spiritual, and intellectual differences. James 5.16, pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I believe it's here that we find that we are loving our neighbors as ourselves. And sometimes loving our neighbors as ourself is simply praying for those who could be just a mouse click away, such as this football player was yesterday in my case. Mark 12, 31 in the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, wouldn't you want others to pray for you? Wouldn't you want others to pray for your children if they were in the same predicament? We must pray, knowing that tragedy is only a door knock away. Rush on Twitter had posted a tweet of a tragedy that occurred at a Orthodox church in the Ukraine. He says, a sad confirmation that the persecution of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church at the behest of the Ukrainian and USA governments is satanic in origin is that this morning a man ransacked a church and stabbed its priest in the neck. And he asked that we would pray for Father Anthony and pray we ought to do just as we ought to pray for this football player as the opportunity knocks at our door. And all of this is done with the hope that these people will too hear the door knock of Jesus. Leonard Ravenhill at Ravenhill quotes on Twitter post yesterday or tweets yesterday. Why did Jesus come? The first thing Jesus came to do was not to make bad men good. A bad man can make himself good. I've seen many a man change his life by sheer willpower. No, sir. 
Jesus did not come to make bad men good. He came to make dead men live. And then they became good. So good or bad, we ought to pray for other men. Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and, and he with me. Jesus saves the good and bad, for he alone is good. Andrew Torba had posted a self-destructing post on Gab and says, suddenly the NFL supports prayer on the field. Well, sir, so should we. We should gather as one man to pray as they did in Ezra chapter 3 and verse 1. And when the seventh month was come and the children of Israel were in the cities, the people gathered themselves together as one man to Jerusalem. One man they gathered together in unity in Christ Jesus. We all should support prayer that seeks the will of God. Prayer that knows that tragedy is only a door knock away from us all. None of us are immune to this door knock. And this is why prayer is a fruit of repentance. Matthew 3, 2, in saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 3, 8, Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is or who is in your genealogy. It only matters that we have the fruits from God that are meet for repentance. Matthew 3, 9, and think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. God does not care about your genealogy. He cares if you have faith in him. And if you're a praying man or a woman or child, therefore you and I, we only have time to accomplish the will of God, to seek the will of God in all things. And this includes politics. Otherwise, our will will lead us astray every single time. Just as we read in the Genesis 3 account concerning Adam and Eve, Rush confesses of being led astray in a recent article called Which Kingdom Does Elon Musk serve. In 2016, Donald Trump, the slayer of journalists, the grandmaster of 40 chess, the high energy defender of everything Americana, was my hero and many others. I eagerly subscribed to his personality cult and hung a huge portrait of him making a thumbs up on my bedroom wall. He laid waste to the enemy on many fronts and was arguably the best president that all living Americans have ever seen. And yet what happened at the end of his term? He led astray his most committed followers. He also well mentions in this same article, the deception of partial truth that is used for personal gain. The same partial truth that made Eve and Adam believe that they were going to gain something that they didn't already have in Christ. Rush writes, in the book of Acts, a demon-possessed slave girl was stalking St. Paul. The demon prophesied through her, which earned money for her handlers. When demons prophesy, they are often making good guesses or predicting things they are about to do. 
She professed that Paul was a servant of God who proclaims the way of salvation, which was completely true. But Paul exercised her anyways. And this passage is in Acts chapter 16, verse 16 through 19. And it came to pass as he went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee, in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her. And he came out the same hour, and when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Rush says, why did Paul exercise her when she was speaking the truth? Because her truth could build trust in her listeners to later deceive them with lies that tear them away from the path of righteousness. Paul clearly showed us that we don't need the help or aid of those who don't serve God, even when they seem to be doing an immediate good deed. And here we see the parallel that Rush confesses concerning Trump and how Even if a politician waves a Bible in a political photo op for political gain, we see that he or she is in more need of an exorcism than praise. Definitely not our blind follow. Matthew 3.10 And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. No wonder why Trump in an early interview before his first election said he was not in need of repentance when we're called to bring forth fruits, meat for repentance. And yes, all of these politicians are in need of our prayer as well. Along with the football players, along with the teachers, along with all men as God did say, even if we do not feel like it, Why? Because we pray by faith in accordance with the will of God, not by our feelings in accordance with the will of our flesh. And this is why I prayed for Damar Hamlin. Because God said so. And because Jesus led an example by prayer. He even gave us the model prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And the prayer continues to be a model for us all. To open up the doorway of prayer, just as it does for my wife, and our son who is still with us as we pray with one another as one. But Jesus led by example in this prayer. He also led an example with baptism in Matthew three sixteen through 17. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. It is pleasing unto the Lord to pray. It is pleasing unto the Lord to be baptized. And then some say, Well, Jesus did not pray for everyone. And you're correct. He did not. John 17, 9, And I pray for them, and I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. Why is this so? Because God knows all who will be saved. He knows all the elect. Therefore, God and Jesus has no need to pray for those who will ultimately reject him unto their own eternal demise. 
as for you and I, we do not know who all of the elect consists of. Therefore, we pray for all men as we are commanded to, to include our enemies, not knowing who will be saved. So why should we pray for image bearers of God like Damar Hamlin? Because God said so. God did say. We can either call out to God with prayer or we can be found hiding naked when tragedy comes. Genesis chapter 3 verse 9 through 10. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. We do not like to be found naked. I don't want to be found naked. Some of my worst dreams have been dreams where I was walking in public in my underwear, let alone naked. And this is why we project and cast the blame on others when we are caught short of that which is right. Genesis 3, 11 through 12. And he said, who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Where have I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. Listen, my friends. If there was anyone to blame for our sin other than ourselves, it would be the half-truth Satan that got us to question God in the first place with this anti-Christ question, did God say? I once heard a woman who blamed her husband for the pain of her conception, for the pain that she was bearing while pregnant. Genesis 3.16, unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now you know why. I once heard of a man who blamed his family for how hard he had to work to provide for them. Genesis 3:17 and unto Adam he said because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee saying thou shalt not eat of it cursed is the ground for thy sake in sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life now you know why now you know why my friends because God did say I pray that this episode of gospel was a blessing to you And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.